is Gemstones and Whiskey, an Outlander podcast. I'm Ashley Alexandra. And I'm Brina Ezra. And this is Season 2, Episode 3, Useful Occupations and Deception. Wow. We got four words in that title. Kind of what a, a long title. title. It is. It really is. We're playing it after the opening sequence mm-hmm. now. Um, so how's everyone enjoying France? <laughs> and by everyone, do you, do you just mean me? Yes. <laughs> I will speak for the peoples of this podcast. Um, I mean, listen, it's beautiful. I'll say that. I'm loving the costumes. I'm loving the, the fabrics, the colors. Yes. Um, loving all that. Uh... Yeah, the fashion, the new faces, the new the fact that I know there's new s- exciting things like yes. lurking, yeah. but also cuz I know in the back of my mind there's going to be even darker stuff that may happen. Right. So, I'm just kind of like yeah, preparing myself for that. Oh, I'm glad you went with the plot cuz I just went Strictly a step. Um, <laughs> no, I like it. We covered all grounds. Here's what I'll say. One thing I don't love I feel like Claire and um, Jamie haven't been able to, like, really connect. Since they've been here. Yeah, or, Mm. okay, sorry, we haven't had the privilege of seeing much of... Because I feel like they've immediately gone into, like, these are our duties. Like, these are our responsibilities. Now we're running a house. Now we're on, we have to do stuff for the Jacobite Rebellion. And And now we're, you know, taking care of all of these you know, tasks and they, yeah. And I do struggle a little bit just with the whole plot of them trying to stop the rebellion. I like, mean, I don't think I'm they just should be doing it. kind of annoyed that that is gonna, I don't know, be the root of everything that happens this season. Because I don't like the plan. I don't agree with it. I agree with that. I do not co-sign. Yes. Um, yes. So then it's just like, yeah, they're busy because Jamie's trying to, like, scheme things. When they could be just, like, living such just live a in bad life. Yeah, a luxurious, peaceful, enjoying each other, like, moment to moment. But Love they are, the they're both very, they're both stubborn, though. And they both are set in their ways and they both decided they need to do this. I also think neither of them are suited to living a life of luxury. They're I, not. I they're don't both, think they can be comfortable. That is a very fair point. I think they have to be active and doing things. They're also, both from a, like a, a working class. Yeah. Those, right? So they're both very like, they can't sit and do nothing because they always like being hands on with. They also, they like being being useful. Right. Right. You know, having their hand in whatever pot, but... Also, she's pregnant. Um, <laughs> I'm, like, watching this scene, and he, like, touched her belly, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I have to remind myself she's but, pregnant. But I also that think that's because the show, like, we're not being reminded that she's pregnant. Which, again, is strange, because I think under different circumstances... 
That'd be that's heavy all at least Jamie would be able to think about. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I really feel like there's an alternate universe where they're at Lollybrock mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Jamie, just, like, everything is about the fact that Claire is pregnant. Yes. And, like, Jamie wouldn't let her, like, yes. move at all. And here like, there's... The bears! Yeah! Yeah. Look, I picked yeah. this flower for the bears! <laughs> yeah. You have to drink water for the bears. They'll be, like, talking about names. Yeah. They'll be, like, talking about, you know, what would they, you know, uh, do with the kid when he like, grows up and what yeah. they would, how they decorate its room or whatever. I feel like also here, uh, Claire and Jamie have been spending more time apart. Like, if you just see in the first scene, he was in and out of the house, came in, had to change, was moving on, doing this. And again, we were talking about, like, last episode, Claire's spending a lot of time with the aristocratic women. Yes. Um, who are doing what? Just gossiping. Or playing cards. They're playing cards right yes. now. But it's just like, she's one of the boys. We talked about in Scotland, she was totally, she wasn't hanging out with the women. 90% of her time in Scotland was spent in the woods with a bunch of men. Yes. Yeah. And it's funny, like, she wasn't a huge fan of that, but it definitely grew on her. And now she has to readjust. Yeah, no, I I think she was given some time. Yes. Yeah, and I think... She fought it at first. Yeah. Which is, like, I also get it because they were just strange men in the beginning. And I really do think, like, the happiest we've seen them is when they're just, like, living in the woods together. Like, those times yeah. where they're, yeah. like, figuring it out together in the wilderness. Yeah. They both seem perfectly content. Mm-hmm. But I guess that's also because a lot of times when they're with other people, they're, it just complicates things and there's other plot lines at play that are making always other make, they're making yeah. life more difficult for them so like yeah. when they're alone in the woods together usually it's a little more simple mm-hmm. even though those moments are temporary you know they can't just live in the woods forever yes um they are also claire being uh the older woman Ooh, okay so here we go yeah, flashback right um with the they said Frank grandmother Frank's grandmother was no. also a historian. Oh, maybe or she just kept good records. Oh, I guess yeah. I guess this was his. Oh my God! Oh yes, they're going yes. through the Randall generation, seven generations. Uh, they are talking about now Jonathan Wolverton Randall marrying Miss Mary Hawkins, who is the like fourteen year old girl mm-hmm. or whoever it is that's staying with Claire's new aristocratic friend mm-hmm. here. Um, and so Claire has this moment where she's like, oh my god. Because in last episode, we found out that, um, Blackjack Randall is not in fact dead. Mm -hmm. And so now Claire's holding that secret and realizing that has to be true and that that must not change because he does eventually marry Mary Hawkins. Yes. Although ultimately... She knows that he dies at the Battle of Culloden. Mm-hmm. So yes. his days are numbered. But now she's like met this poor girl who's like obviously too young to reasonably be getting married. Yeah, Crazy she does tradition. The actress does look like she could pass for a young teen. Yeah, like she does look very yeah. young in this role. Yeah, and so now Claire again, a more modern woman, even though it's nineteen forties, is like looking at this fourteen year old girl, knowing what a monster mm-hmm. um, Blackjack Black Randall is, yep. 
And that is a lot of weight that she's now carrying. Yeah, yeah. Also, I come into the realization, I guess, you know, like, obviously the lineage continued for the, like, the Randalls, because Frank's there. But it's still a weird thought to be like, oh my god, there's more of them? Like, Blackjack has, he's a, you know, she doesn't like him, and he's a monster in ways. Uh, So it's just like, she's living in the present time being in France and having to see all of this play out um, is going to be, it's probably a bit much already. Um, But I do love how Murtaugh, Murtaugh is definitely uh, having a taste of France. (laughs) Murtaugh is, you know, I'm real happy for him. Yeah. Uh, Murtaugh. He's enjoying the women. Yeah, is enjoying Suzette. Um, he's doing what you should be doing in France. One of the ladies' maids. Women? Yeah. yeah he's probably. doing... Well, not just women. I'm just saying... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm... I'm I, you know, like, that he he is... Uh, he's living enjoying his time. He's, he's loving... Viva la Murta. laughing. <laughs> yeah, instead of, like, Claire and Jamie, they're so serious. Yes. What a drag. They're constantly... <laughs> they're constantly serious. It's like really, you're so powerful. You have to change the world. Yeah, this the history. This season so far, yes, they're both very. I think also Murtaugh's definitely taking the brunt of some other frustrations mm. that Claire is having. I think, yeah, she said. Well, I think Claire. she's you know a little envious because Murtaugh mm-hmm. is having sex with the woman, and Claire has not. She's also pregnant, and like mm-hmm. obviously her hormones are all over the place, and she has not had any sexual, uh, or passionate... successful? Right? That we know. They, yeah. had, uh, they had a little interaction... While she's she, pregnant? Um, when she waxed her hoo-ha. Oh, true. Very true. But it, I don't think... It didn't really go anywhere. Very it's... true, yes. But also, we, we know that's been some time now. That, like, that was a, some time right. away. Um, in episode three is... is uh, yeah, it, it's a little bit later on, and um, she just hasn't, yeah, she just hasn't, like... And she's now carrying the weight of these two revelations, and just shared that she could not keep it to herself, which is understandable, so mm-hmm. she let Murtaugh know that... Uh, that Blackjack, Jack, Black I'm sorry, alive. every time today that I've tried to say it, I want to say Jack Jack. <laughs> Um, people, the people know what you're, who you're so talking about. So Claire has just told Murta that Jack Black Randall uh, is still alive. And, and also that his brother is here. Yep. And they're trying to figure out whether or not to tell Jamie. Murtaugh's like, listen, just keep it to yourself. I, I, I mean, like... I, I would you would you withhold the information from Jamie? I don't know if we talked wow, about this last really episode or ask because you do know eventually he he has to see him or bump into them I if think, they're in the, around the same party of people yeah. in France, you know, in I, Paris. I don't see myself like immediately being like, oh, hey, I yeah, I won't jump at yeah. you. Like, yeah. I would need yeah, given the circumstances you. and like his. His seeming vulnerability at the moment, right? And, like, the fact that they aren't connecting in the same way they Mm -hmm. used to. I think, yeah, it's... I I would be trying to figure out the correct time 
to share that. And I guess also it buys her some time too, maybe to find out more, right? Because now the danger is that clearly Jonathan, because of the way um, uh, the Duke presented it yeah the duke was like oh they're friends of your brothers yeah. and he's like oh i'll have to write him and let right. him know yeah, like great. so know. claire knows like okay well he's now gonna know that they're in france yes. and exactly where they are yes. and what they're doing yes um and of course he'll find them he has to start, right like right. it's never blackjack he's never one to just you know sit back and <laughs> yeah not go so, after something that attracts him yeah so I think I would probably buy myself a few days of trying to see what other information I can gather Mm -hmm. to assess what the possible outcomes are of this Mm -hmm. you know yeah and the best way to present the information to Jamie what about you the same yeah like I definitely would think about it very very similar to the the what you just said but never would I try to decide to not tell him like to ultimately regardless not tell him I, at all I, like, I would yeah. never consider that I wouldn't keep it a secret forever until the end of time all the main thing is because like I know it's also a trust thing that if when it's not even an if it's when the time comes where they see each other again yes. meet each other again um, which is obviously going to be a trigger for Jamie. You don't know how he's going to react. Uh, I mean, it's it's possible that he can keep himself together, or it's possible that it you know he'll fall apart a little. We don't. We have no idea. But I wouldn't I, I, like if if it came out that when he finally meets a blackjack, and then you know he asked me to be like, oh my god, did you know? Like, what would I lie to him? Oh, yeah. And then I would be like, oh, you never told me, blah blah. And then you have that whole dispute again, which right. is just like we don't need to be in another phase where we're questioning each other's trust, right? And we're and that's really the only thing that they've never questioned yeah, they, ever they, for each other, yeah, ever, yeah. like. She was like, I'm from the future. And he was like, okay, babe. Yeah, like, that's true. That's you know, very so, true. Yeah. To, They've had, so, they have so much now as a foundation with each other. You can't, like, they've been through so much already and we're only in season two. And that's something you don't want to be, you know, rocky about. Like, yeah. you don't want to be doubting. You don't want to be, and like, that. that's very true. That hasn't, that hasn't hasn't been a thing that's been questioned here's a thought I just had though what I was like what if the roles were reversed I almost guarantee that Jamie would not tell Claire yeah probably yeah because I think he he literally would be like well I'll just kill him he would he as usual would want to take the role of protector yeah Yeah. and be like Literally, she'll yeah. never have to know that he was alive at any time because I will just kill him. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Claire can't offer that. Mm-hmm. So I think I think it's more about how do I present this information and how do I anticipate kind of what to prepare for yeah. so that I can present more of like a plan or be prepared to strategize yeah. about what to do next. Yes, um, yes. But yeah, I think it's interesting because I, I really doubt that Jamie would like I could see it I could see him 
being in a position where they all end up in the same place and him being like, mm. oops. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't tell you. Uh. Yeah, no, I like how you uh, stated that, explained that. It was, yeah, I... I totally. I I also don't. Sorry, the that gentleman who walked by in this yeah, scene. I already don't. Yeah, I don't like him. We don't even know what his. <laughs> we don't even know what his deal is yet. But already, like they obviously didn't get off on like the right footing because his ship had to be remembered in the beginning when they came here. Yes. The whole outbreak um, with the disease, and then his ship and his goods or whatever had to be burned and everything, and like. But also, I'm skeptical when the the um, apothecary uh, guy. Monsieur why am I looking at his name? Clément. Yeah, um, when he came into the picture, I'm also maybe just in general. I'm I'm skeptical of every new character, <laughs> just because like, have we not learned from season one? <laughs> and no, you have to sure. wait to see who's going to be an asset, who's going to be like helping you, and who's going to be uh, against you. I mean, we'll take us some time to feel it out. But I, yeah, I don't know what this guy's deal is. I mean, he's had this shop. He knows a lot of people. Um, so this is an important conversation that's happening. So yes, so definitely, okay, two reasons to be suspicious of Monsieur Raymond. Um, one is that the last mystical person that Claire befriended <laughs> was Galus, who kind of saved her life, but before that also really complicated her life. She was a bit of a troublemaker. Yeah. Yeah. They always seem to be troublemakers. Yeah. Like, there still was something there where it seemed like she wasn't being a genuine friend, Mm -hmm. right? Okay, the second thing is... Well, yeah, looking out for themselves. Yeah. Second thing is Claire returns to a shop and he's having a seemingly friendly conversation with the Comte Saint-Germain, mm. um, which would be, I don't know, indicate that maybe he's not trustworthy, given her situation, right? So yeah. if uh, Comte is seeing her as a threat, and he's friendly with Monsieur Raymond, like, yeah, I would assume that I can't trust this guy who's mm-hmm. friends with that other guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but the important conversation that happened there, Claire's now inside the shop and she was like looking through his stock and she grabbed, forget what the name of it was, um, but something that's supposed to be really poisonous mm-hmm. um, and actually like cause death. And she's like, interesting, you sell this um, here in your shop. And he's like, well, basically like, I, it looks like I sell it here. Uh, what I really do is swap it out for something that's less powerful and it, or less potent and it causes mm-hmm. like a physical reaction and it makes a person ill, but it doesn't kill them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's called bitter cascara and that's something that's going to become important down mm-hmm. the road. For sure. Um, but here essentially they've... They seem to be developing a little bit of a relationship because mm-hmm. um, essentially Claire went to find something that could work as birth control for yeah, Mer- Suzette, who's the... <laughs> it was so funny in the scenes... Oh, God, I love that outfit. In scenes earlier, she was saying, Murtaugh, she's like, you ever th- thought of birth control? And Murtaugh's like, control? <laughs> she's like, whatever, I'll just get something <laughs> Um, which is like very progressive. <laughs> yeah. Definitely looking out for Suzette. 
I mean, although, I'll take that back. She didn't have a conversation with Suzette to determine whether or not she was interested in having a child. So no, she it's just the too. classic Claire thing where I she know. just takes it upon herself right. and she does something You're about right. it. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. But I I agree. Like it's it's so funny cuz she she she's going around to places where there's a bunch of um a lot like poor people on the steps of this church, is this cathedral? It's a missionary hospital. Right, but the building itself was yes. originally right. I'm assuming I don't know. I'm yes. just seeing stained glass windows and the arches and the architecture. But um, she's like, she, she just like, it's just weird from the last season where, you know, yeah, she wasn't wearing all these like fancy clothes and she yeah. was like in the woods and she was like talking to people who were more poverty, more unfortunate, or who people were ill or sick or whatever. And like now she's. Um, like walking through like she holds such a different status but I mean I I also think like Claire is once again looking for something to do with her time that can be a benefit to others and using her medical experience as because she was just um talking to the gentleman at the apothecary to use her talents uh you know, in, in this area, and obviously she wants to use it for, for good, but, so, um, she's probably going to be helping, you know, a lot of these, um, what is the, what is the, um, like, sickness? There's, it's varying, right? A bunch of people who were ill here have many different, uh, illnesses or diseases it's not one specific yeah no no no. this is essentially like it's a variety of cases yeah so it's like anyone who's sick and because there are some people who are in really bad condition here yeah so i just didn't know i couldn't remember no no it's a variety um i and it's interesting they kind of introduced uh cast of characters here um so yeah, it's again like a missionary hospital, so it's run by nuns, um, and they also have uh, a butcher um, who comes and helps with like surgeries and stuff like that. Um, oh, Mother Hildegard. Is yeah, Mother Hildegard is the one who mm-hmm. runs a tight ship. She's in charge. Claire's like, hey, listen, I'm really good at this stuff, so can I work here? And she's like, um, you can, like, clear the bed pots. Uh, and Claire's like, all right, sign me up. Because, again, she Which can't, like, take another, like, lunch with the ladies or, like, sitting around in yeah, an empty apartment. Yeah, so bored of that. Yeah. Um, so here she is, of course, she can't just do the chamber pots. She's also now diagnosing... Um, I think this person with diabetes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yep, yep, yep. Um, also, it is so uh, clever or fun, like, the, how, she calls it sugar sickness. Yeah. Like, obviously having to remember, like, oh, what's the terminology that they use here? Because right. in the ancient century, diabetes, that term, it doesn't exist yeah. yet. So I also love that, how she's able to, and people listen to her. People, li- like, you know, I, I think she she does, I mean, hopefully nobody accuses her of being a witch here, <laughs> but she um, she obviously has, like, a wider knowledge than other people just because she's from the future. Yeah. 
you know? So, um, but this nun is not about it. Well, she says here, she's like, huh, I've never seen a woman understand urinoscopy. Like, Mm -hmm. obviously not common. Um, so she's, I think, a little curious. Mm -hmm. Uh, but she does say, like, maybe we can essentially, like, have you help in some other ways than just cleaning the chamber pot. Yes. Yeah. Um, Yeah. She's kind of seeing Claire maybe have a little bit more value here. Yeah. Because again, like, I think game recognizes game. Mm -hmm. Like, I think she's like, okay, this woman seems legit. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we'll have to test out that theory, but, um, also they're a missionary hospital, so like, they can use any help they can get. Yes, right. You know? Right. We just Um, got our first glimpse at Fergus. Oh, did we? The young boy oh, who's a pickpocket. Uh, you know, yeah. taking people's uh, things from also, their pockets and their coins and their blah, 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 I'm blah. Sorry. He's just a cute little chap. We yeah. also didn't mention the cute puppy dog, Bouton. Oh, we didn't. Bouton lives in the, the missionary hospital and he's a good boy. He's so cute. He's very cute. So he cute. like sits by the patients. Okay, sorry, but yeah, you need Fergus. You need, you need a dog at those hot like that totally helps sure. patients. Yes, I think, I think dogs should be everywhere. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yes. So Fergus is a child who lives in a brothel. Um. Now I will say, <laughs> what an upbringing. <laughs> this brothel does seem to be like the best possible brothel. Like the from what I can tell, I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, the future king, yeah, they think, yes, there. Yeah, well, this is who Jamie's having a meeting with. I also love, like, is every meeting just gonna be at a brothel? (laughs) Yeah. So I think essentially the idea of doing it at the brothel is like everyone has to be discreet because they're all at a brothel. Yes. So it's a good cover for, uh, like, strategizing and doing things. Yeah, uh, there are people they don't want to know that they're, you know, congregating, that they're having discussions, and they're having, because, like, uh, hello, you're there. They're, even what they're doing now is, uh, oh my gosh, what's the word that begins with the T that I'm thinking of? Against the king. Yeah. No, treason. Treason. (laughs) Right? Would that be considered treason? Um, yeah. Because they're they're literally just talking about overthrowing him. So yeah, yeah that's true. that's what I was thinking of. Um, um, which is also you would probably at this time you'd be beheaded. You would be killed for that, right? Um, so essentially, uh, Jamie's here with um the foot fetish guy who also deals with money. I forget what his exact title is or what his name is. Yeah, I'm trying to... Anyway, I was always confused by his character in, like, this whole part of the plot. Essentially, Jamie's like, yeah. Mm. Jamie was like, hey, man. Oh, Duvernay. Yeah, Duvernay. Jamie's like, hey, man. Um, I forget if he tells him the real story or if he pretends that he's, like, very interested in supporting the rebellion and wants to know how much money he has and stuff. I can't remember. Anyway, this whole conversation is essentially to decipher how much money has actually been stowed away in support of the rebellion. Mm-hmm. And um, Bonnie Cringe Charlie is like, oh, there's like a lot, which is not the answer that they were anticipating. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of complicates things. Yeah. No, I, I don't think, think that's Duvernay what's happening is, in this conversation. Yeah, I Sorry don't think Duvernay is somebody to uh, 
to think he's he's gonna be on your side or to trust oh. him or to. But work. I thought I don't know like, if somebody I don't know if he's a double agent and he's going to go back and. I don't think he is. I just think he's the one that. Ha- I I don't. Sorry guys, I don't really remember that plot point. Well, um, it's gonna unravel itself. Yeah, don't worry about it anyway. We'll find out. It's just out. like a small piece. We'll, we understand what the puzzle's supposed We're to be. We're figuring like. it out together. Everybody. We have the cover of the box. We get it. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Gosh, Jamie look comes at this home. Room. I'm obsessed. Look with at this. this. Look can't. at these mirrors and the gold line, just, the chandel, the fireplace, the color of the. I cannot. The mirrors. This I love is it. so. Uh, this like, is way I better than love to just have, like, a boudoir. Oh, for you know, sure. Like, deep, rich colors. There's velvet yes. involved. There's mirrors yes. and brass. And what would you do in there? You just go in I mean, it. listen, that's between me <laughs> and the boudoir. Okay? <laughs> um, Look no, at that like, clock! Yeah, oh like, God. just, like, that's indulgent, literally... sumptuous. Like yeah. decoration, yeah, I would love that, but it would kill any natural light that you actually get into your oh yes uh, residence. Anyway, Jamie came home from moves. what he was doing and was like, "Where's my wife? She's supposed to just be sitting at home waiting for me," which is like yeah, kind of a glimpse back to that first day at Lolly Brock mm-hmm. where he was like, "I'm gonna come in and mm-hmm. I'm gonna be Brock to rock." Um, Yes, we, we see a pattern here with Jamie where he feels like he's still old-fashioned and feels like she should be in, you know, be in your place. Home is your place. Um, so Jamie's like, well, clearly has an attitude. And was like, well, where were you? And she was like, I was at the hospital. And he was like, I'm sorry, what? But, you know, he is thinking, I, I don't know if this is his, like, in the forefront or it is just, like, another additional reason, but she is pregnant. If I was pregnant or if I had a partner who was pregnant, I'm not sure I would be super comfortable with, yeah, you being around a bunch of sick people. Hmm. Interesting, because he doesn't really care about her being pregnant any other time that we can see. Yeah, so just earlier once he touched her belly. I just he's, saying, he's, which I, is maybe he's using much, it as an excuse. Yeah, maybe I don't know. I'm just saying. I think there's yeah. You can't. That can't be your reason. If it's also well, I don't know because then the other side of it. I don't know. It's what do you think? Like this Jamie is the is first not, like lovers quarrel that's happening. Yeah, and I have a feeling it's not going to be the last. (laughs) (laughs) But it really is, like, the first, like, fight, fight that we... Oh, yeah, no, this gets heated. Mm -hmm. Like, Um, it's definitely... uh, And, like, it it stinks because, like, Claire's in a position, once again, where she has to defend herself and justify her actions. Because, again, it's not a... Okay, there's a way to express your feelings or concerns about it that are not immediately, um, like, accusing the other person, right? So, like, Jamie had an attitude that she wasn't home when he got home because he wanted to come and share his news. Yeah. Um, so that started it. Then 
you know, the excuse he's using is that it's because she's pregnant and that's dangerous, but there's a lot of subtext there. And again, even if that is a concern, there's a way to share that maturely. Sure. No, he is like having a tantrum. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, we need to talk about this. I have some concerns about that. Let's discuss. Right. Instead of like, you're being negligent with our baby. Yeah. I think he is also using the fact that he's just like, what are you doing there? I thought we were supposed to be working on, you know, building the rebellion. Right. I think he's also kind of using that as an excuse with like, hey, why don't you just say, like, I was going to tell you about my day and like, yeah, and what I'm doing. I do understand a little bit like, yeah, okay. It kind of was her idea. Like maybe we can change history. And he was like, all right. Like, it was her idea. He's kind of the one doing all the work. Mm. Which isn't necessarily her fault. That's kind of just the way the society is at the moment, right? Like, this is something that she can't... She can only play a part, a specific part in. He has to be a part of the conversations, like, with the men or whatever. Right, because and the like, conversations are only happening Political. Yeah, yep, yeah. yeah. Um play I don't know yeah yeah Um, I feel like you know what's very interesting uh culturally and with the different countries I feel like in Scotland there was more that she could do as a woman but and then in front like there are definitely similarities where they're like woman here man here like you know whatever keeping your place but I feel like in France it's just like um like, again, also because they're living such a wealthy lifestyle, it's just like, no, you can't go, uh, you can't do any dirty work. Like, also all the negotiations, like, you just, you know, you know, chit-chat with your girlfriends, like, the men have to do blah, blah, blah. Like, they also did that for the women, but there were, I, I don't know, I just feel like there they were just different uh, blockades. There was just it's, so you know what I mean? The circumstances were different. First and foremost here they're they're living a lifestyle again that's more luxury. Mm-hmm. They have a staff, they have a household. Yeah. Um and the circle that they're working in is also in that format, right? So, like, yes, so the men have business and the women spend the days talking to each other and getting their hoo-hahs waxed. Like, that's just how it goes. Whereas when we saw them in Scotland, like, they... Jamie's sister was running Lollybrock. Yeah. Like, people respected when it was a hard woman. You saw... Yes. Right? And what we saw was, like, Claire and Jamie in the castle were both serving roles. Like, they were... They they were given jobs to do mm-hmm. in order to stay in the castle to begin with. Mm-hmm. Then, of course, they left, went back to Lollybrock, and that's where you see uh, more of, like, the average family where, yeah, you need to work and get by, and yeah. I think... We're not seeing those that kind of family here in France, yes. right? So we're seeing exactly right. Um, yeah, I don't know, and 
Definitely the, a different economic status, which is why I feel like this season, it, it had to be different. It had to be more fun. They couldn't be living the same kind of lifestyle as they did right. in Scotland because we don't want to repeat seasons. We don't yeah. want to repeat material. We want to see them mix uh, and mingle with a different crowd of people. Things, and certain other things have to advance. I think the biggest difference, too, like even just thinking about when they were initially um, at the castle under the Mackenzie's lead is like that was a male centric view of that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. We didn't see the royal women. We didn't really get their perspective at yes, all yes. during that time. Yes. So it's like, we're not getting the same equivalent of like, Oh, royalty in Scotland and royalty or the rich in France. So it's, I think we're, we just got different glimpses. Although, yeah, it, I do think there's a little more emphasis on like family or more people had to work in Scotland versus here in France. Um, well, specifically also cause yeah, they're in Paris and being, Paris, yeah. being in a city yes, where it's, like, yeah, they were in the countryside. Now you're yeah. in a major city. It's that also comes with a lot of differences. Um, yeah, so Fergus. <laughs> Fergus! Is, uh, uh, caught by Jamie. Um, because I also love how Fergus accused him being like an English bastard. <laughs> and he's like, I'm a Scot. <laughs> and he's like, I'm actually a Scottish bastard. Um, but he was caught pickpocketing and he was taking a lot of. He's. Fergus is quick, man. He's quite good. He's got them quick fingers. Um, but Jamie's, like, uh, it's very... Also, I think it's adorable that they both have, like, very similar hairdos. <laughs> it you're seems right. Like, right. It seems oh, like Fergus is right. a mini Jamie. Isn't that so cute? Which I love how they introduce the character because, you know... Uh, it's it's just like oh wow you you've never had like yeah in Lolly Rocky you had Jamie's sister like her his his uh, nieces nephews whatever like younger kids but you didn't really have a young kid hanging around Jamie and Claire the cat yes. the being you know uh, buddies or doing whatever business relationship whatever it is um, and then this is like it's so funny that like Jamie catching Fergus he's using it as a recruiting opportunity <laughs> and is kind of in a sense like hiring Fergus to work for him yeah um, so I think this is just going it's going to be a very uh, adorable dynamic to see, like, to see it play out and to see evolve. Ooh, also, Aww, super Sonny. cute. Fergus stole Sonny, which is the wooden snake, snake that, um, was, that he made for his brother or his brother made for him. I can't yeah. Remember. Wow. Yeah. Um, he saw that. Yeah, and, like, he had it in his pocket. Yeah. He just carries it with him. Yeah. How cute. Um... So, Claire is... Oh, also, just a note about Sonny. Claire brought that with her when she was looking for Jamie. Oh, So, yes. he finally got it. Right, right, right. Just right. kind of throwing that out there. Mm. I'm pretty sure. Um, so, <laughs> Claire was having a sleepless night, tossing and turning in bed, and she comes down to the dining room and... 
there's a child eating a chicken leg with his feet up on the table. Fergus kind of bows. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. He just said she had beautiful breasts. Like, like, madame, your breasts are beautiful. Which, like, if also, you grow up in a brothel, that's probably yeah. the highest compliment yeah. you can hear. And also, she's pregnant, so her boobs are Also, like, yeah, she does have lovely breasts. Yeah. I would imagine. Um, it's so fun. It already feels like they're parents. Like it already feels like we're yeah. having. A- Murtaz the uncle who's like trying to like. It's like the get sitcom the kid in line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Jamie's the dad and Claire's the mom. It just already seems so. It's so cheeky. Like, he is charming. Uh Claire like so smiles charming. for the first time in a while. Um, she smirks. Uh, Honestly, yeah. If they don't have a kid, just get a pet. Right. Like you need something to cheer up this. You know these walls and. Yeah. Um, so his real name is Claudel, by the way, but, um, right, he goes by Fergus. Yeah, but Jamie decided with him that Fergus would be better, which, like, And once why? again, I don't know. Jamie went and made a decision and did not consult Claire. Like, didn't even bother, like, yes, this is both of your, like, houses, like, is this, like, if this is part of your whole plan, but... Yeah, I don't know. Like, they, again, just another example of how they didn't really talk about something before. Like, he went went ahead and did it. And, like, Claire's done that many times in her own as well. Um, But also, this is a a nice, this is, like, nice and sweet that Claire acknowledges that the plan Jamie has with recruiting him and using him to get, like, other information from other Englishmen who visit the brothel is a good plan. Like, I think it's, it's nice that, um, there's like support, you know, that they're trying to support each other and be like, Hey, I think also so disconnected. They are, they are. I know. I know. It does seem like they're trying. They're like checking in. Yeah. I get it. But it's like, it's so frustrating to see that because they were so connected before. And it does like, I, I would definitely feel that if I was Claire, I would feel like, yeah, it was totally like us, you know, in the thick of it in Scotland. Uh, you know, I was like, you know, there saving you from a jail cell, a jail cell. And like now she's, uh, totally on the outside. Yeah, well, and I think they have all of like they have a variety of things pulling them apart, like or pushing them apart. Everything that they that Jamie went through, even that Claire went through. Also, don't forget, uh, he was missing for a long time. That had to be like months that Claire and Murtaugh yeah. were searching for him. So, like, yeah. it's been a really, really long time since they have been on the same page, been, like, locked in with each other. Um, you know, when you're away from someone... Yeah, I mean, but they had a nice time. long boat ride from Scotland to France, so, like... <laughs> I guess. I guess. <laughs> Why didn't they, like... Um, I, I get like, any time, right, you travel to, you know, you're on a trip or you're going someplace, the expectations 
what you have, like the expectations you have for how things are going to pan out are never what they, they never measure up to reality. Yeah. They're never what the thing is. They had no idea what they were going to well, and have again, in store for them. They were fleeing to France. Yeah. It's not like they were like, you know what would be a lovely change of scenery? Yeah. They came. Like, they're like, they were running away from a yeah. lot. The price on his head. Black Jack Randall, um, the memory of what happened in that prison, uh, not being able to go to their families, like, just a lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah, oh my gosh, like, if, like, when is he gonna see his sister? When is he gonna see any of his friends in Scotland? The whole, like, uh, that's just... Yeah, you just live, you just go on, you just don't. Can I tell you a really, like, stupid moment I had when I was watching this for the first time? When they, like, mentioned a boat, I was like, oh my god, boats existed. (laughs) Like, back in the end of season one. Like, I guess because we were so landlocked, like, in the highlands of Scotland Mm. that I just completely forgot, like, what else was happening around the world at that time because I was like, yes, boats, of course. (laughs) Bodies of water, canals, the original way before trains, people, the original way. How else were we supposed to get our goods? And, like, you can write a letter to people. Yeah. And, like, yeah, probably a fair chance of it reaching them. Also, yeah, those, oh my god, not I quickly. would not, I would not want to be on a boat ride back then. Those boats were nasty. Um, no. Getting seasick, wherever no. you're staying is not clean and comfortable and you stuffed with a bunch no. of other people. No. And, oh, also that boat, is, that's not modern design. That boat's gonna rock. Like, you're also going through, how are you able to, uh, you know, track the, uh, the weather, like, what if you're going through, what if you don't even make it and your boat just gets torn up by a wave? That is one of the, okay, do you remember what, uh, was it Storm or something? What was that big movie with George Clooney? The big movie with George Clooney is... Anyway, it was frightening. Um, Uh, He was on a boat? Yeah, they were like fishermen. Um, uh, have I seen this? Or like the, the perfect storm? Yeah, the perfect storm. Frightening. I like don't think I've giant, ever seen the perfect storm. Oh, it's anxiety inducing. Oh, for Mark me, Wahlberg is in this. Yeah, it's, it's oh like God. a lot of people. Um, it was in uh, made in two thousand. Hmm. Yeah, it's just like giant waves. Like that frightens me to think of that. Because um, I also don't understand when ships don't wreck. From storms, like in I mean, my ships still get wrecked now. Yeah, I'm like, but it still, it, yeah. it just should happen all the time because I don't understand how it doesn't. Um, well, people are, you know, physics. Hopefully, I guess. Well, probably. hopefully, also, hopefully, wiser to know not when to sail at right. certain times to do. But of course, like, what's that show of like uh, 
Fisherman dead the deadliest catch. Yeah, like he's actually that's that's fucking hard. Ooh. Like he wants to live at that time. Um, I'm sorry. I'm watching some gross. <laughs> Claire's like, doing some surgery. Pimple popper MD type of stuff. <laughs> okay, first of all, snaps for Bouton who climbed on this guy who was like this patient who was Such clearly not dog. doing well, Such and they're like, dog. we don't know what his deal is, and Bouton like sat on the thing, and they're like, Bouton, where's his? ailment and Bhutan like sniffed around and was like it's in his leg and they're like no look everything's healed and Bhutan's like I said it's in his leg (laughs) (laughs) and so they realized he had this whole infection under the surface um yeah someone's gotta give that dog a PhD yeah you know I was trying to think of a joke (laughs) but when you think of it I can't tell me come back to it I don't know like a, like a, like a, um, uh, woof MD. Because <laughs> it's like, give a dog a bone, give a dog a PhD. There's something yeah. somewhere in yeah. there. Yes. <laughs> yeah, somewhere in there. I think it's, um, I think it was also important that Jamie just came into the scene and saw Claire at work. Just, again, to yes. remind himself that, like, ah, yes, she is of value and she is doing something yes. useful. And I can see why she takes great care and uh, this is significant and she really enjoys it and likes it and blah, blah, blah. He did, uh, initially, he did just come okay. to the missionary to ask um, Hildegard about these uh, music lyrics, which they believe is in code. Yes, also... Okay. A musical notes. I'm me. sorry, I'm jumping ahead because that's the coolest thing ever. Mother Hildegard was like, oh, I read music, let me see it. Because they have so this smart. sheet music. Also, Wait, it's in German. But not that. She goes, hmm, this looks real familiar. It's like the work of my friend back in Germany. Her Bach. And Claire's yeah, like, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Do you mean Johann Sebastian Bach? And she's like, yes. Meanwhile, that is just a friend of hers from Germany. And to Claire, he is one of the greatest composers of all time. Yes. Yeah. 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 It just gives her chills. It's probably still so exciting because, yeah, you're just like, oh, my God. Like, (laughs) I forgot I'm living in the time these people are living. (laughs) Because, like, okay, Scottish people that dealt with your husband's familial line... Okay. <laughs> Johann Sebastian Bach, like everyone knows. Wait, Bach him. it up a bit. Like, <laughs> ah! I'm sorry. It. I can help myself. And mer- barely maintain my composed. <laughs> oh. Ooh, that was also good. Very good. Look at us. Look at us. Nobody can look at us, but you can hear us. <laughs> um, anyway, Mother Hildegard's like, no, wait. Um, let's not forget about, um, well, I was trying to think of a musical term, and I can't. I don't know what you're referring um, to. To change keys. It's, uh, it's, uh, no, not transpose. Transcribe? No, no. that's a dumb word. Um, get ready for the key change, change. there's a word. Uh, modulation is what I was trying oh, to Oh, yep, say. that's it. Modulation. Good job. Thing. Yeah, I was like, what? Where? Where? where so she's essentially it? like, she's like, that's where the code lies. Um. So yes, basically they find out 
He's raised 40,000 pounds. Yeah, that's which during that time is a lot, but mm-hmm. Jamie's like, that's not a lot, not enough. It's a lot, but not enough to like fund a whole war. Um, so, he, yeah, so they're definitely, they think um, there is a chance to convey the Prince and Duvernay about the uh, Jacobite rebellion. So their hope, I guess, is to. Yes. So up to this point, Jamie. Well, has... they're still. Are they still trying to crack? Oh, same. Yes. So essentially, Jamie approached Duvernay under the mm-hmm. guise that he was also in support of the Jacobite Rebellion, and that he wanted to meet with Bonnie Prince Charlie to discuss funds and stuff like that. So now, what he's going to try and do is. Convince Sangrian that this is a bad investment because he's no convince Duvernay to not back Bonnie Prince Charlie, um, because Duvernay is the one that holds all the money that is still up in the air. But he's going to meet Sangrian. Well, so now they intercepted this letter from the next, like this new investor or whatever mm-hmm. to figure out who it is and like what's going down when it's going to happen so they find out through the letter that it's the duke of sangrian sandringham mm-hmm. um who holds the rest of the money and is going to meet with bonnie prince charlie to give him the money this month so now their timeline has completely condensed mm. they realize it's the duke of sandringham um and also, Murtaugh just uh, whispered to Claire, because it is a thing to note, that if Jamie goes and meets with this gentleman, it's possible that he'll find out or see, you know, that uh, Blackjack Randall is alive. Right. So, it's very, it's very interesting. It's like they're all trying to play a game here, but, like... Claire and Murtaugh are trying to be like how uh and before she even says a word like he knows something Jamie knows something's up which like also yeah you're not hiding it well Claire I can see like your chest move up and down and like your oh and she chickens out she's like I just love seeing you so happy because also he like toasted to his wife and now they're kissing. Of course, don't say anything about blackjack because then maybe you won't get laid. Like maybe you can like no, have sex like, right now or something. That's not the right moment to say no, it. It's so not. She's not gonna. He should chair. He just made progress in it's this. It's the first time he's been like happy. Yeah. I guess since oh wow, that's it. That's, that's it. The, it's the end of the episode. That was a quick one. I feel like. Um, we are moving on to the scoring section. To remind you all of the categories, uh, steaminess, plot, feminine power, costume set, and cringe factor. So, um, steaminess. Not a lot of steaminess in this episode. Definitely. I mean, Murtaugh got some. He did. That was about it. He did. That is one. Also, I guess, Fergus complimenting Claire's boobs. Um, I mean, they did. One thing we didn't talk about is in the, um. In the brothel, they painted um, a naked woman's Mm -hmm. front body to look like her back body. Yeah, that was hella confusing. So that that was a thing that happened. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it a one. Yeah, I'll give it a one strictly for Murtaugh. Yes, yes. 
plot, uh, a lot happened. Obviously, with Oof. just the the ending uh, information that was revealed, um, I, I feel like that definitely carries a lot of weight. Uh, what were you going to give it? I'm giving it a 2.5 mm, because, a like, yeah. Fergus was introduced. Mm -hmm. We uh, discovered that there's some kind of relationship between the Comte Saint-Germain and uh, Monsieur Raymond. Um, there's the whole thing that's happening with trying to stop the rebellion, but mm -hmm. I just feel like it's kind of muddied and I never fully, totally understood it. Um, so yeah, I would give it a 2.5. We're still leading up. We're still leading up to a bunch of stuff. stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just don't necessarily love all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. But a 2.5. I see, I see what you're saying. Um, I give it a 3. Uh, feminine power. Uh, I mean, Claire, once again, holding her own with her medical knowledge and being of assistance, um... And I'm trying to think, what other uh, strong women have we um, seen? Uh, uh, Mary Madame Hawkins Hildegard. Oh, yes, right. Yeah. Like a whole hospital being run by nuns. Mm -hmm. Snaps for the ladies. Yes. I give it a 2.5. Yeah, I was giving it a 3. No, I'm going to give it a 2. Um, ugh, costume and set. I mean, it's just going to be high for so many episodes. Yeah. Like, the interior of their house, the more we get to see I love, and the more of Claire's outfits I'm obsessed. I love. When she first went to the hospital, I loved that color combination. It was like a teal blue and like an eggplant color. Ugh. Loved it. So good. Five from me. Mmm. I'm giving it a four. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just because, um, I don't know, maybe I'm just like waiting for... Something to really wow me. Yeah. Uh, cringe factor. I never like when it's gross stuff at the hospital. I didn't <laughs> love the gross stuff either. That was a lot of pus that came out. It's gross. Uh, so not great. Also, she like um, tasted urine. Don't love that. Because mm. that's how she realized the woman had uh, diabetes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, probably a negative... I'm saying two. Yeah, negative two is also what I'm giving it. Um, all right, great. So thank you for joining us for season two, episode four. Um, please make sure you like, subscribe, follow, comment, um, all that good stuff. Follow us on Instagram and share it with your friends. Bye.